What's going on? It's the BF. Ah, no, it's not the BF. It's the Nkrumah perspective. <laughs> and I am BF Nkrumah. I got that a little confused. I forgot who I was versus the podcast. So I am BF Nkrumah. And you are tuned into the Nkrumah perspective. So last night, so first let me start by saying this. When I first saw the cast of uh, Bel Air, I thought it was going to be terrible. I thought it was the worst casting I'd ever seen, but I was going to give it a try because I'm from Philly. So I definitely got to watch the reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So I watched it, fell in love with it. Last episode, episode five, watched it last night. And I said, wow. I said, they're really hitting on some deep stuff that I think we definitely need to talk about on the podcast. And so I am here today to talk about it. So what we're going to talk about is the question, are you ready for growth? Are you really ready for growth? Because with growth comes a whole lot of other stuff. It comes some, some contention It comes with other people, some contention with yourself. It comes with some identity crisis sometimes. So it's like we say we want more, right? But when it comes to what we actually have to do to attain whatever that more is, a lot of times we're not ready for growth. But I'm going to use everything that they put in this episode, episode number five of Bel Air. I'm going to use everything that they put in this episode to talk about what we all will have to deal with as we are growing, as we are evolving, as we are becoming our best selves and attempting to live our very best life. So if you're here and you haven't watched the episode, I think this will kind of be a little spoiler for you, but if you already watched the episode, um, you want to know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm going to talk about the actual scenes and we're actually going to walk through those scenes. So I know we all know the story of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know what? You know, we all, how, do, how, does it, how does it start? And what's the other born and raised with that? So, you know, kid got in trouble. He went out to Bel-Air. And when he got out there, he was afforded the opportunity of, of living a better life. His mom sent him to live with her sister, uh, who was in Bel-Air, who was married to a prestigious um, attorney. So in the, in the, in the new Bel-Air, the, the brother who was after Will ends up dead. And so he was the reason why Will was running. So since he's dead now, obviously people are saying, well, you know what, I guess it's, it's time for you to come back home. So when Aunt Viv is talking to Will's mom, why don't I know Will's mom's name? Vi, she's talking to Vi, Viv and Vi, yeah. So she's talking to Vi and Vi's like, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, bringing Will back home after Thanksgiving, but Viv is like, yo, I think you should let him stay. There's a whole lot of opportunity here. People are really warming up to him. He's meeting a lot of folks. He can do and become any and everything that he wants out here because he has so many opportunities. But then we see the mom like, you know, this is this is my son. And you're trying to take my place and I need to raise my son. So what I what I see here is this contrast, not a contrast, it's a contention between what cultivated you to where you are versus what you need to cultivate you to get to that next level. 
it becomes a struggle because a, a, a lot of times, right, we deal with this whole you're trying to take my place stuff internally. So it's like um, we say this right here. It got me this far. We don't want to change. We don't want to do nothing new. We don't want to let anything go. And we say that phrase right there. It brought me this far. Listen, if you ever find yourself saying it brought you this far, yes, it did bring you this far. But are you just trying to stay here? Are you only trying to stay here or are you trying to go somewhere else? You have to experience more in order for you to get everything that's promised for you. You can't, you can't walk in the promised land of your life if all you've been doing is walking in the wilderness. If that's all, so like even biblically, right? Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness. You know where he led the children of Israel? 40 more years in the wilderness. He never seen the promise. He never knew what the promise looked like. He was only able to lead them to what he actually saw. On the other hand, Joshua had went and saw the promised land. And because he was able to see it, he was able to lead the people there. What brought you to this place in life? It had its place. It was great for what it was great for. Whatever vehicle, whatever people, whatever ideas, beliefs, and ideologies that brought you to exactly where you are. Now, I'm not saying you just got to abandon everything. I'm never going to take just abandon everything that was in your life. But you have to recognize when something has brought you as far as it can take you. You have to recognize when something has brought you as far as it can take you. And you get to a crossroad where I need to find something that can take me to the next level. I've been cultivated enough to the person that I am. And I've become great at being present me. But I have this idea of future me that what cultivated present me can't turn me into. Why did my voice just crack like that? What cultivated present me can't turn me into future me. So we have this, this internal struggle that we're dealing with. Wow, this brought me this far. And you know what? Thank you for bringing me this far. Thank you for making me who I am today. Thank you for helping me to survive. Thank you for helping me grow from who I was to who I am. But if I want more, I have to become uh, someone who is open to being cultivated by something different. In particular, us as black men. In particular, us as black men. And let's go even make a subset of that. Inner city black men. All we want is what we saw. All we want is what we've deemed cool, what we've deemed acceptable what's not corny. And when we operate like that, we don't allow ourselves to be cultivated by something new and we wonder why we don't get any, any new uh, results in our lives. You just stay with the same old life that you've been had. But if you want to get to that new version of yourself, if you want those new things in your life, if you want that new money, that new job, that new wife, I ain't saying leave your whole life. I'm just saying that the idea that you have of the wife that you want, whatever it is, 
you have to get some new cultivation. You can't continue to be cultivated. And so Will uh, was in the middle of something that he didn't even know at the moment. This was just between the mom and the aunt, and the mom didn't want to let go. And this is what happens a lot. Everything that was cultivated, you in particular, if it's people, doesn't want to let you go. They don't want to let you go. And then they project that onto you. And now you're feeling like uh, you have to stay in the position that you're in today in order for everything else to be comfortable and everyone else to be comfortable because you feel like they'll be uncomfortable if you left. So we moved from the mom and the aunt talking to now Will's friend Trey comes and Will still hasn't told him about him wanting to stay. But the young guy just uh, starts to talk to him about Will coming back. And uh, he starts to tell him, yeah, man, our team been losing. Because, Will, you was a starting team. We've been losing. We lost to this team and that team. And, man, we already lost to the worst team. Putting this on Will. This is where the internal struggle gets deeper. Because now you're sitting there thinking about what's depending on you to stay the same. What's depending on me to not get this new cultivation? What's depending on me uh, to not grow? What's depending on me to not evolve? What's depending on me to stay exactly who and what I am because they need the present version of me. They don't need or it doesn't need the future version of me. In the present, this or they or this and they need the present version of me. And if I start to move away from the present version of me to the future version of me, I'm letting them down. But this is what we have to understand. Everything is temporary. Everything is temporary. Get this real clear. I mean, get this real clear. The thing you choose to stay the same for because it needs you now is going to change on you and you'll miss an opportunity for growth while what you stay stagnant for pushes you out. Let me say that again. The thing that you stayed the same for because it needs the present you right now is going to change because nothing is, I mean, everything is temporary. And you'll miss out on an opportunity for growth while what you stayed stagnant for pushes you up. Imagery, right? So with the show, Trey is talking to him about playing for the high school basketball team. Now, they need present will to stay the same. They don't need will to grow, to lead, to get opportunities. They need will to come back and be the exact same for them in this moment. But he can't play high school basketball forever. So if he decides to stay the same for this team, eventually he's going to get pushed out anyway. And he's going to miss the opportunity for growth for something that's not gonna stay the same in itself. So now this is what we have to start to think about. 
what are the things that's depending on me staying the same right now? And am I allowing myself to stay or am I forcing myself to stay the same for something that's not going to stay the same for me? Something that is going to push me out eventually and cause me to miss a greater opportunity for myself. Everything is going to go on. High school basketball is going to go on. Will's going to be gone. All his teammates are going to graduate. They're going to be gone. I don't hang with the same people I hung with in high school every day. They're going to get grown. Everything's going to go, go. Everything's going to move forward. And Will would have missed the opportunity. What opportunities are you missing? What opportunities are you giving up? What are you staying the same for? What are you staying the same for? Think about these things. Whatever you've hindered your growth for, what was it that you hindered your growth for in the past? And now when you look back at it, it don't even serve you no more. It don't need you no more. It done moved on to somebody else. You done stayed the same and prevented yourself from getting the opportunity. And the very thing that you stayed the same for has moved on without you. Has moved on without you. So Trey puts all his weight on Will. Talk to him about basketball, need him. The team need him. He need him. The block need him. And then he says, but you're coming back, so we good. Didn't ask Will if he wanted to come back. He just said, but you're coming back, so we good. And this is what you have to understand. Uh, people are always going to expect and feel entitled to what you brought to them in the past. People are always going to expect and feel entitled to what you brought to them in the past. He just, you coming back, so we good. You're not going to stay here in this mansion. You're not going to stay here with a lawyer who's connected, who's about to be the DA. You're not going to stay here uh, with all of these politicians and, and men in businesses and high positions that you can work and build with. You're not going to stay here with a, a basketball team that has a greater facility and has better trainers and has more access to different things that's going to put you in a better position for your life. No, you're coming back to us. You're coming back to us. They feel entitled to you. Now, as I said earlier, I'm never one of those leave everybody behind, leave everybody behind people. I don't do that. I'm not into that. I don't think that's cool. But what I really don't think is cool is people who feel so entitled to my presence that they feel like it's something wrong with me growing that they feel like there's something wrong with me moving forward. So now Will and Trey begin to, you know, get into this argument. Damn, man, you, you letting this bougie shit get to you. you buy, he said, you buying into this bougie shit. Listen, brothers and sisters, this is going to be a very simple uh, thing that I'm going to say, but we have to really apply it to really make it make some sense. Because it's just, it's a, it's a common sense statement. Addition is not subtraction. 
I mean, obviously that's common sense. Addition, addition is addition and subtraction is subtraction. But we got to understand addition is not subtraction. Just because you add something new to your life does not mean you're subtracting everything else. When I added author to my resume, that didn't change anything else about who I was. When I was just writing and speaking and teaching from the lens that I had, and then I begin to add on more personal development stuff and I begin to add on more therapy and I begin to add on neurobiology and I begin to add on all of the physiology. I begin to add on all of this stuff that I'm learning, meditations and all of this, all of this stuff that I'm learning, I'm adding, that does not subtract from who I am. So Will can add some bougie shit to his resume. <laughs> I can, I can still be the same me, wearing my t-shirts, wearing my hoodies, and sometimes I might want to add a little bit more flavor to it. That does not subtract from who you are. And as you are adding more value to yourself, as you are adding more to your personage, as you are adding more to your spirit, as you are adding more to your knowledge, your information, your intellect, your experiences, as you are adding more, that does not mean you are subtracting who you are from anybody else. It doesn't mean you're subtracting a part of yourself to get to a new life, no. But honestly, sometimes there are some things we need to uh, subtract. But that's not what I'm talking about right now. That's a total aside. I just want us to understand that just because you add new stuff to you doesn't mean you subtracted anything from you. So we can't get mad because now I'm doing a little some little bougie stuff. I just start smoking cigars lately. I never did that before. I added that to this. So now I like to do it. This is what happens with growth. Growth is an addition thing. If I'm five foot and then I grow an inch, I didn't subtract nothing from the five foot that I was. I added an inch, which added more bone, added more fat, added more muscle, probably added more density to my bones. You don't subtract by adding more to your life. So we can't allow people to make us feel bad when we are adding something new. I've been talking a whole lot about mental health. I've been talking a whole lot about men expressing their feelings. I've talked a whole lot of, I've become a crybaby. I cry all the time. I'll be crying watching movies. I talk about crying. You know, I talk about men expressing themselves exactly how they feel. That doesn't take away from your manhood. You're still a man. You're just adding. Well, really, those things are already there. You're just acknowledging them, but you're adding them to what you present to the world. It doesn't take away from who you are. But the question is, are you ready for growth? Because these are the things that's going to come up. These are the struggles that's going to come up. This is what's going to happen between you and some of the people that you love. You're going to have these arguments, maybe not verbally, but you're going to have these contentions in your life if you want to grow, are you ready for growth? So what I, I love about this episode is everybody in the episode was struggling um, somewhere with something that all had to do with their personal growth. So will obviously is the main theme, but the undercurrents, next we moved into Hillary. 
Now, Hillary, she's obviously she's privileged. She she comes from this rich family, this family that just up here in prestige. And a lot of times when you come from a family like that, your dad is a big lawyer, politician guy, you know, you're expected to be something in that vein. In fact, somebody asked him, asked the dad, like, you know, you don't feel some kind of way that your daughter doesn't want to be a lawyer or X, Y, Z. And, and the dad didn't have a problem, but the mom did. See, Hillary was operating outside of the box. But this is the contention that she's coming into. She's being shamed by an individual who put herself in the box. The mom used to be outside of the box. The mom used to be an artist, but the mom gave all of that up to fit into this role that really wasn't her. And since she was in the role that doesn't fit her, guess what? She's trying to force her daughter into a role that doesn't fit her. As you grow, you're going to encounter some people who, who love you, right? This, is, this ain't got nothing to do with someone who don't want to talk about someone. This people that love you and have what's good for you in mind, but not what's purpose for you. All right, that's good. I need to say that in a different way. I, I, need, to, I need to put that together. Some, sometimes the people who love you have what's good for you in mind, but since they don't know what God put inside of you, they don't have what's purpose for you in mind. So when you start to move in purpose, they're trying to pull you back and get you to do something good, but everything good ain't God. Ooh. a lot of good things to do, but every good thing to do ain't the God thing to do, because the God thing to do is what's purposed inside of you. Letting the God in you out of you. Letting that spirit of God that dwells in you out of you for you to do the thing that you were purposed to do and not just some good thing because it's going to give you some kind of benefit. So sometimes, right, we can't even get mad at the person who's trying to steer us towards this safe thing. You should just do this. This, this is safe. We don't, I don't want to be safe. I want to be purposed. I want to be fulfilled. I want to experience joy in everything I do in a way where those good things just can't make me feel because those things don't have anything to do with my spirit. I'm only doing that for fleshly things. I'm only doing that because, oh, yeah, this will make sure it pays me pay my bills or this this has benefits or this is what's going to have the people looking at me a certain way. But how am I going to live with myself? So how Viv loves her. But since she don't live in purpose, she's trying to keep her daughter from living in purpose. And you will have some people in your life that don't live in their purpose and they are they don't mean you no harm at all. But since they don't live in their purpose, they're going to try to talk you out of it. But this is why you shouldn't let them talk you out of it. Because Anviv is having her own struggles herself. And she represents the regrets that you will have if you don't allow yourself to evolve in all of your giftedness. 
she represents all of the regrets that you're going to have. Every time she looks at a painting, every time she's at an art gallery, every time somebody says something begins to trigger her. So I, said, I, I, I know your face. And Uncle Phil said, yeah, she used to be an artist. That lady ain't painting 20 years. Later on that night, she asked her husband, why you want to say used to be an artist? Because you used to be. You ain't no artist no more. You walked away from your purpose. You walked away from your purpose, and now you get triggered every time anybody is talking about purpose or any time uh, it's put in your face that you aren't living in your purpose. Now you're triggered. Do you want to live with those kind of regrets? Do you want to be triggered every time somebody else walks in their purpose? Every time you see someone who is walking so deep in their purpose and looking so fulfilled and, and looking so joyful, looking so satisfied with life, and you're looking at them mean mugging them because you ain't living your purpose. Do you want those regrets? I don't want those regrets. You ready for growth? Are you ready for growth? This is what we got to work through. This is what we have to work through. So like I said, they, everybody's dealing with their own stuff. So then we have Uncle Phil. He's running for office. And um, he said some stuff about defunding the police, but he has some, his friend is the police chief. And now he's having pressure put on him by the quote unquote powers that be who are threatening now to cut off his money. And many of us don't take the initiative to grow because we're focused on survival and we don't want to sacrifice anything. So they're coming to feel like, listen, you're going to have to tone this down if you want our continued support. You're going to start losing some donors because we got some pretty big donors who are pro-police. And if you start talking about defund the police, then we're going to defund your campaign. Now, you might not be in that specific position, but how often have you put off doing what's going to help you grow because you just got to focus on paying your bills? You just got to focus on surviving. Now, get this, right? Because sometimes we look at what somebody say, all you're doing is surviving. Sometimes we only look at that uh, from a perspective of the only thing you're able to do is just pay your bills. No. Some of us are surviving and we're a little fly. Some of us are surviving and we're still taking some trips. Some of us are surviving and still, still having a good time. But you're only surviving in the moment. You're giving yourself this, 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 this joy that's in the moment that you really can't sustain or it's breaking your back just to be able to do the things that you do. The sacrifice comes in when you say, you know what, I'm going to put off this trip and I'm going to, and I ain't talking about none of these fake courses out here. I'm going to, I'm going to take a course that's really on personal development, or I'm going to hire a coach who's actually has some results somebody who I've been watching for some time 
that I know is going to be able to help me grow, see things differently, and apply some stuff in my life. I'm going to put off uh, spending money going out this weekend, and I'm going to go buy four or five books. Uh, I'm not going to go to the club, uh, or I'm not going to go to the bar, I'm not going to go to this event, I'm going to go to a lecture somewhere. I'm going to go to a webinar. I'm going to go to a seminar. I'm going to do something. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go learn a trade. I'm, I'm going to do something that's going to make me better. But instead of us doing what's going to help us evolve, what's going to help us grow, we just satisfy our flesh in the moment. And without having the alleged powers that be saying anything to us, we're doing it ourselves. Do I do what I need to do to grow? Or do I have fun this night? YOLO, you only live once. Yeah, but if you don't die today, if you don't die tonight, what you gonna do tomorrow? So you gotta take that initiative to grow. Forget all that sacrifice. I mean, for, for, forget all that survival. Sometimes you might gotta sacrifice a whole year. Do you know what you can do in life if you took a year off of the BS? First of all, how much money you would just save? If you just say, you know what, the rest of 2022, I'm only going to do things that make me a better person. Because success is not determined by what you do. Success is determined by who you are. It's who you have to be to become successful. You got you to gotta be the right person. Imagine if you spent the next, what we got, 10 months? The next 10 months of 2022. Say, so I'm only going to do things that's going to turn me into the person who deserves the life that I want. So I know we don't all want, we don't want to hear this, but uh, a lot of us do not deserve in the moment the life that we want. Nothing about you says you are the person who should have the life that you want. And I'm not saying that to degrade or belittle you. I'm saying that to say that you can do the work to become the person to then deserve and attain everything that you want, but you got to do the work on you. You got to you got to grow. We want everything else to change around us except us. No. Change you. When I'm, I promise you when you start changing you, you start changing the life that you live. Then we move on to something I do not like, but it's in the movie. It's in the show. We can still use it. Um, Ashley is struggling with her identity. Struggling with her identity, and when you hit that crossroad, right? When you, I'm talking about when you really getting ready to get to that next level. It, it's it's a struggle, and I think I talked about that in my post today on on Instagram. I'm at that crossroad right now. And I know who I have to be. And I'm a little uncomfortable with who I have to be to get to that next level. Not that it's anything bad, it's good, but I, I'm just, I've always liked to just be a part of the crowd. I've never wanted to be exceptional. I talked about this in my, like my second podcast with the, um, What is the bias called? Um, imposter syndrome. So I never wanted to stand out. I wanted to do exceptional stuff, 
but I never wanted to be an exceptional person. I just wanted to be like, no, man, we all great the same. We all alike. I ain't no better than nobody else. I'm just, I'm just like everybody else. But this next phase of my life, I, I have to recognize, accept and embody that I'm not like everybody else. I have to accept the sanctification process where I'm set apart. And that creates a struggle within my own identity because I've always been this person who's just a part of the crowd. I want to lead the crowd from within the crowd, but if you want to lead the crowd, you got to stand out. So now I have to wrestle with who are you? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I really? Do you believe that who you are in the moment, who you've become because of your life circumstances is who you truly are? Something in life made me want to just stick with the crowd. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I got, I, did, I got teased a lot when I was young. I was in, um, I was in like smart classes and stuff like that. So I got, I got, I got teased for that. I used to like a lot of non-traditional um, hood stuff. You know, I played instruments, you know, I love the violin. I talk about that all the time. Like I, I kind of got teased for that. So that, that probably created a little trauma within myself. I just want to be like everybody else. But I want you to ask yourself that question. Who are you? And do you believe that who you've become because of your life circumstances is who you truly are? Or is that just who you became? Because you had to level up to the life that was handed to you. You had to play the cards you were dealt. I mean, if you play, if you play the if you dealt a shitty hand, you dealt a shitty hand. Sometimes it ain't nothing you can do with a with a hand. I done I done played spades a long time. And sometimes we got some hands that's so bad, everybody looking around and be like, books made books made <laughs> we we ain't even about to play these hands i don't know how everybody get a bad hand but somehow we all got hands that's trash we look around and we agree books made deal again i want you to deal again i want you to reshuffle your deck if your deck was reshuffled do you think you would still be the same exact person that you are today now, again, I'm not trying to get you to turn away from anything. I want you to get back to the core of who your true being is and allow that to shine through. Because who you had to be to survive the circumstances of your life has nothing to do with the core being of who you are. Let's get deep down to that core being and let's not get caught up in this identity crisis because we've always been this individual but now we're staring at another picture of ourselves in the face. And we're looking at it. We're looking at this life that we want. We're looking at these things that we want. But we see this new picture of us that's living it. You don't see the identity that you have today living the life that you want. You see the life, but you also see a new identity of yourself. Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to grow into that identity? So yeah, we have we have that identity crisis, but it's time for us to ask ourselves: Is this is who I became really who I am? And if it's not, let me peel back some of these layers. Let me find who I truly am, and then let me sh let, allow that to shine through. So back to Will. 
So we get to a scene where Trey is basically telling Will, if you take an opportunity that I don't have, then you're turning your back on all of us. Oh, you got to get rich and I got shot. I'm supposed to be happy for you and you got this and what I got. What about us? Oh, you special. Sometimes we got the envives, the person that love you and what, what's good for you and not what's God and purpose for you. And sometimes we got some people who are just purely hating. Sometimes we got some people that are just purely, purely hating and upset because it wasn't them. And sure, you might have gotten upset because it wasn't you to somebody. But this is the thing, right? Everybody gets a, gets a turn. Everybody gets a turn. You got to seize that opportunity. Trey was out there with them. He could have tried to figure something out. But nope. I'd rather be mad at Will than try to figure out how I can maneuver something. And you're going to encounter these people in life if you are allowing yourself to grow. If you are seizing opportunities, you're going to encounter people that are like this. And you cannot allow people who don't want to see you grow, keep you from growing. Again, I'm not one that just say cut people off. I don't do that. I don't say that. I, I never live by that. But if I tell you, this is good for me. And you say, well, what about me? If you take that, you're turning your back on me. If I don't take it, I'm turning my back on myself. Who you want? Who you want to turn your back? Well, figuratively, because just because you take an opportunity doesn't mean you're turning your back on your friends or turning your back on your community just because you're taking an opportunity. So now, Trey gets really mad. They have a little tussle. And now he calls Trey, and he calls Will a Bel Air pussy. <laughs> In particular, when you're coming from the hood, boy, once you take some kind of opportunity, there's always a disowning you from home. <laughs> he ain't even from Philly no more to this. He only been out there a month or two. <laughs> but now he's a Bel Air pussy. You're not, you're not even from where you're from no more. But this is the thing. We don't get to choose where we're born. So really, where's home? Where is home? Now, this is not about people who that we know that hate where they're from, that hate their people and themselves subconsciously. This is about allowing yourself to evolve, to see new things, to have new experiences, to get new information and maximize your potential to be you. Many of us have hindered ourselves from being ourselves. Sometimes I experience something that unlocks a whole nother part of myself. Had I not had that experience, I would have kept me from being me. Does that make sense? Hope that makes sense to you. 
I learned something new and boom, oh shoot. And I start thinking, well, if that is that, then that means this is this. And wow, hold on. So if I could do, and if I could just, and if I, one experience, I didn't change. I unlocked another part of myself that can only be unlocked by new experiences, that can only be unlocked by new information, that can only be unlocked when I allow myself to evolve. I maximize all of my potential to be everything that I can be. But if I allow somebody to keep me in this box, this is where you're from, this is your home, and this is where you should be. I was supposed to left Philly a long time ago. But I had this undying allegiance that I had to stay home. I never chose Philly. I was born there. I didn't choose the block that I was from, that I repped, the block that I got shot for, the block that I went to jail for. I didn't even choose it. I was born there. It's born Annan Street. My mama's Annan Street. My grandfather's Annan Street. I didn't choose it. Got shot for. Then they died. Then they lost my life to prison system for a buck I never chose. What's home? What's home? You got to create your home. Like Kanye said, like I got my bag. Wherever I'm at is home. If you become whatever you become because of your life circumstances and your home is just where you were born at, none of that got nothing to do with you. So as we grow, allow ourselves to grow, we create where our home is. Now, a lot of times we'll stay in the same city, but does your home stay the same home that you grew up in? No, that's your parents' home. You're going to leave your, the home that you grew up in to go build a home with your wife or your husband. And you're going to have children and you're going to create a family and that's going to be your new home. But in life, you got to create your home in life. Your home might not be the city where you're from. Your home might not be the country where you're from. And your home might move. You might be in one state for a couple of years and you might be in another state for another couple of years. Your home is going to be wherever you are. Because as you grow, as you experience more, you might need to be different places. You add more desires, you add more wants, you add more lights, you add more necessities. No, I need to be here. I need to be in a different type of climate. I need... Staying home, staying in a home that you didn't choose is keeping you from being the fullest, the, the most impactful version of yourself. Now, that doesn't mean everybody has to, you have to leave where you're from. I ain't saying that. I'm saying expose yourself to more experiences, expose yourself to more knowledge, to more information, 
to different things, to different people, to different areas, to allow things to unlock different parts of you. And then from there, once you really understand who you are, then you define home yourself. Then the very last scene, and this is going to be the end of it where we, we want to just, we got to settle with this right here. Will is telling Trey he don't have to leave. You ain't got to leave, bro. And Trey's obviously mad. And Will said, bro, it's more to life than West Philly. Trey took a few steps and turned around and said, not to me. Not to me. Life is just West Philly. He didn't say that part. He only said not to me. But what he's saying is life is just West Philly. And Will is trying to tell him there's more to the world. But now what I want you to wrestle with with yourself is that right there. The world is a big place, obviously. Do your actions show that you are operating from the truth that the world is bigger than wherever you're from, that the world is bigger than whatever you've done, that the world is bigger than whatever you know, or are you operating from not to me? Life is only what I have and what I see every day. Which one of those are you operating from? Today, I'm asking that question. Are you ready for growth? This is what growth looks like. This is what it looks like. We, we, we got we to gotta go through some struggles because nobody's teaching us to search for purpose and live it out. So we got to go through some struggles and we got to unlearn some stuff. But you got to understand life is bigger than what you've done every day. Life is bigger than what everybody that you know do every day. There's some stuff out there that you just don't know about. But the crazy thing is, you might fall in love with it if you just learned about it. And if you just learned about it, it might come so easy to you that you recognize this is what I was supposed to have been doing my whole life. But I've been blocked from getting to this purpose thing because nobody was teaching me to find my purpose. But since I'm allowing myself to evolve and since I'm allowing myself to have these new experiences and since I'm allowing myself to get this new information to be around new people and places and things, <laughs> I found something that I love more than anything I've ever loved in life. But you got to go through all of what we talked about today in order for us to have that actual growth. So if you've never watched the new Bel Air, I suggest you watch it. Uh, this was just a deep, deep dive. <laughs> it's the Akuma perspective, right? So I'm just giving my perspective on everything that was in the show. <laughs> you know, that's what I would do. I'm going to continue to just go deeper and stuff than just the surface level so that we can actually take the messages a whole lot further 
and and begin to apply and, and begin to apply those things to uh, our actual lives. So listen, guys, every week we're going to have uh, a new uh, podcast. Uh, normally they're dropping on Wednesday. Today this dropped on Friday, but it's okay. Weekly we are going to have the podcast. Make sure you follow me on all social media at BF Nkrumah, B-F-N-K-R-U-M-A-H. The podcasts are also available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, everywhere it's podcasts, uh, everywhere podcasts are listened to. Make sure you stop by www.com bfnkruma.com. Oh, man, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who's watched it live, and I'll see y'all guys next week.